Previously on The People vs. Happiness. Hey, Remington. Hello. I am one of the co-hosts on the Dueling Ogres podcast. So you guys have been doing the podcast for about five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be too close to the man, man. Tell me what, what got you started with the podcast and, and why does it make you happy? The way of the future. Today we're going to talk about uh, life, the universe, and everything. I, I was exposed to quantum theory at a pretty early age as well. But where did God come from? He's really out there, isn't he? It's the wave of the future. <laughs> you should have finished it, you dumb shit. So similar to that, though, you know, the, the, one of your biggest passions in your life is, is dueling ogres. It's obvious, you know, you're, you're putting this content out. You're almost at 190 episodes, getting close to 200 episodes. People don't do that unless it's something that they really join and that is bringing some kind of satisfaction in your life. So do you feel like, I mean, do you have other creative outlets or, or is the podcast really where you're pouring all of your creativity? Uh, the podcast itself has come to this, come to this point where it's pretty well automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always striving to do little micro improvements here and there as I go along. And there's only so much that I can do in that. Uh, with the time that I have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I lean on Brandon to to bring in other bits, other content, uh, other ideas. And we we can work on doing that. Yeah. Of course, he has he has his own limitations as well in his life that he has to work around for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my other outlet is streaming. I will uh, live stream on Twitch and play video games. Mm-hmm. I love the technical aspect of all of this. Like I've learned a lot about audio over the past five years. I've learned a lot about I've learned a lot about video over the past five years. How to get this stuff out? I've spent a ton of money on gear, <laughs> and I, I recently just bought the two AT2020 microphones, and they're not super expensive, but they're considerably better than the twenty dollar crappy Audio Technica dynamic microphones that I had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all it's all I, like I said, I just I love all of that stuff and I love putting it together and making it work. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of the same thing with streaming. And also, I spend a lot of time helping other people do the same. Uh, I remember when you first started talking about a podcast, you kind of sourced me a little bit for information. Yep, uh, exactly. Exactly gear that I used, uh, programs that I used to edit, et cetera, and so on. And you found your way and you found your niche mm-hmm. uh, for the for the moment until you decide that you want to grow and expand and buy more gear or do this and that and the other. And yeah, that's actually interesting. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that's no, actually interesting because it's kind of part of my current evolution. And, you know, who knows how far I'll, I'll take this, but, you know, it's certainly a, a, a great hobby and an outlet for me right now. Um, but when I first started the podcast, you know, got a, a cheap $30 microphone uh, just to be able to get something out to see if it's even something I wanted to do. So you go yeah. back and listen to episode one. I'm, I'm talking like I've got 100 episodes, but you go back and listen to episode one. And it <laughs> shows you how quickly the evolution took place. It, yeah. it sounded like I was underwater in a mausoleum. <laughs> it was ter- it was terrible. It, it's the same with uh Using the blue snowball on omnidirectional setting, it it sounded like we were in a fish tank. So yeah. I very quickly bought a mixing board and those and those cheap AT dynamic microphones, and they sounded exponentially better than 
a fish tank. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's interesting in the direction that I ended up going. So then Anderson built some some sound cushioning boards and uh, and upgraded our microphone to uh, he's got a Blue Yeti. I don't exactly remember what model now, but it was one that I had looked at at one point in time. We did the same thing. We did omnidirectional recordings with that. But this, those few improvements to the studio just took us from night to, to day. I mean, it was it was crazy. The improvements yeah. then, you know, that's that studio that we created is in his home. So I obviously don't have access to it. So when I decided, like, hey, I want to start putting out more content, I want to start doing it more quickly. I'm just starting this new job. I don't have the funds. I don't have the you know, even even in my home finding a quiet space with the dogs that I have and everything is difficult. So, right. you know, I literally just started using my phone and Skype and and started doing just smaller interviews, smaller conversations. But what that did was open up my ability to start churning out content, not to say that I don't care about the content that I'm creating, but now I can record two, three, four conversations in a week, have two episodes come out a week. And they can be smaller, more digestible pieces, whereas before it was an event to get people together. So we're going to sit and talk for two hours. Right. Now I can sit down and have a 20-minute conversation or a 30-minute conversation, and it still be meaningful, and then can continue that conversation much more easily. And the yeah. audio is, is fine. It's it's really not. I'm actually kind of surprised and, and impressed that it records as well as it does using Skype. So you know the technology is there to where in this day and age, almost anyone can pick up their phone. And get a friend on a line and oh, yeah. have a conversation that's that you know is is listenable, listenable. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, no, that's right. And and that's the other thing um, is this this might be a little bit of an outlier. Skype, as far as transferring of audio, is still a little limited on what comes out of it. But at the same time, it's still like you said, listenable. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, I'm using a I'm using a hundred dollar mic myself to record, so it's yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna sound different than somebody who's talking to you on the phone. Well, that's very true, and I mean, you go back and listen to to um, Aaron or, or or Steve's Steve's audio today was a little e- echoey, but you know, even so, like I'll be the Jackson Pollock of of podcasts. I'll sling some shit against a canvas. And as long as when you take a few steps back and look at it and you see the bigger picture that I'm trying to create, as long as it's something, I don't want to say beautiful, but meaningful, (laughs) then I'm fine with it for now. And that's That's, and that's what I was that's what I was going to uh, kind of allude to. And this is something that I tell a lot of my streamers who are spending, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for new gear and stuff to improve their stream. I say, you know, people will forgive poor quality if your content is there. Yes. And that's something that I always try to keep in mind, that I always try to bring to the table. My mic might sound like garbage, but that doesn't mean anything as long as the content is there. I agree. I think that you obviously have to have a a certain level of quality. You, you It can't be so terrible that you can barely make out words of course right but there's almost a and it's almost like i've made the the parallel to listening to vinyl some people who like really high definition music and are into very modern things want that crisp clarity other people prefer the rich crackly sound of an old record 
Right. So there's still an audience and there's still something to be appreciated about. I mean, and listen to you listen to some of the biggest like NPR radio shows or their podcasts or other news podcasts in particular. They don't care about that. They just want to get a guest on and get some information. And some of those conversations are difficult and sometimes they lose the caller and those kind of things. And it's still OK because yeah. it's it's a it's a legitimate it's a real experience. And there's almost a. I've also made this this parallel in conversations. There's almost a voyeuristic uh, <laughs> quality to just listening to some people having a phone conversation. And I think that, yeah. you know, that's that's enjoyable on a on a different level, not like a sexual thing, just a different level. Right. And I think I, I think you're right. I think there's something far more personal about a podcast that people enjoy because it feels like they're ha- they're part of the conversation. Yeah, that's uh, true. Especially especially if it's not this massive production if it's just something simple you know you call somebody and record it as long as as long as the audio is there enough that you can make out what's being said and the content is good then it it again it comes back to it doesn't matter and when when the shit hits the fan and you know you lose a collar or something like that the that's where the professionalism comes in and you you just roll with the punches Mm -hmm. because you have to yeah exactly yeah. Last thing I'll kind of touch base on in this vein is that, you know, I also do enjoy the the technical aspect of it and the, the editing side of it in particular with I also use Audacity. It's a fantastic free program. I actually can't believe mm-hmm. it's free sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of harkens back. I also used to try to create short films and, and those kind of things. And so that's where I started learning about audio and video and, and editing. And it's nice to be able to kind of step back into that in a, in a much smaller scale, but still expand my knowledge and, and things there. So, you know, I, I do if, if I continue to do this and I, you know, at least find some kind of listenership, I do see myself wanting to, to continue to to get better equipment and to and to make myself a little more professional here and there. But for the time being, like this is this is just just the outlet that I needed to have some kind of creativity and create some kind of content, put it out to the world to even if I only get. 50 listens an episode or something for the time being, you know, that's yeah. not exactly the hundred percent why I'm doing it. So, yeah, exactly. And, and same here. I mean, our show just as, as a, as a brief look, our all time downloads and I'm, I'm using in order to put my podcast out, I'm using a, a site called Libsyn. Anybody who does podcasts are probably familiar with it and have looked into it uh, mm-hmm. if they're not using it. And they recently reset their stats, like the way that they did it. But uh, I have all-time downloads. I have 39,000, 20, almost 30,000 legacy downloads. And I don't know if they combine the all-time and the legacy or if those are two separate metrics. But It may be double almost. yeah, so it's either double or it's forty thousand, you know, close to forty thousand uh, mm-hmm. downloads, and that's not that much in five years, really. Not when no. there are shows that are doing, you know, thousands of downloads per week. But I don't let it bog me down because I'm not really doing it for that. I mean, would I love to have more people engage? in our social media and talk with us and join our discord and do that sort of thing. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. But am I going to let that stop me from hanging out with my buddy once a week and bullshitting about all the things that we <laughs> don't get a chance to BS about? Yeah. No, no, I, that's that, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, right on. Now that's that, and that was why you know one of the reasons I select uh, selected Anderson as you know co-host of the People versus Happiness is for that exact reason. I, I wasn't seeing him very frequently. I wanted to start seeing him more frequently. The time that we've spent. While brief, you know, the three times that we've really gotten together to do it together have been fantastic. And I want more of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, in the meantime, this experience now where I've started a series of conversations with Brandon and my sister and Steve and, you know, hopefully you and and I've got a couple other people in mind. And and then maybe I'll have some one off conversations here and there as well. It still just gives me an opportunity. And that's kind of one thing I was hinting at with with talking about doing this with Skype and the evolution of the podcast is that opened up the doors not only to being able to create content quickly, but now I don't have to talk to people that live in Waxhaw, North Carolina or Charlotte, North Carolina or surrounding areas. I can talk to anyone in the world as long as they have a decent Internet connection. Right. And, exactly. and that is that's you know, that's why I'm on the phone with you today as opposed to, you know, trying to line up people that you know crazy schedules don't necessarily align but uh, yeah. i don't know i lost my train of thought there but but basically well you definitely have a lot more flexibility than say we do um when you know i have i have taken my whole rig to conventions mm. to re- wow to to record <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah and i will do it again um, and it's it's a big it's a big thing. But at the same time, it's uh, do I need to do it? No, I could probably do something that's a little more mobile. Um, in fact, I have bought gear that does make it a little easier and a little more mobile. But if we have a table at a convention, then I'm going to bring the whole kit and caboodle partially because it's it's a bit of a spectacle for people to look at as well. They get sure. to see what it takes to to do a podcast that sounds and uh, is presented at least as professionally as I can present it. Right. And right. I do, I do. I mean, I've spent, like I said, I've spent a lot of money, but I've still spent that on with a budget in mind. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I, and I try to be as cheap as possible. <laughs> right. But well, I think it was with toys. <laughs> it's, it's true. But I think about, you know, think about other hobbies. Like let's, let's just, you know, call us, us what we are. We're, we're hobbyist podcasters. Sure. Um, absolutely. You know, and, and I'm just getting into the hobby, whereas you've been in it for five years. But uh, think about other hobbies, more frivolous even. The most frivolous hobby I could think of is, is probably bird watching. Okay. So let's say that you start watching birds. You've seen everything that's in your neighborhood. You know, you start going on drives to, to state parks and stuff to see what you can find. The next thing you know, you want to create a big year, which is going and seeing I don't know how many different birds in one year. You have to you have to travel a lot to be able to do that, right? Oh, so yeah. now you're now you're spending money, you're spending more and more money, you're probably buying better binoculars, guides, all kinds of different things, and then of course travel and those kind of things. The thousands of dollars that somebody may spend on that, where there's absolutely no exposure to other people, that's just a personal thing that they get happiness from, versus yeah. what you're spending money on to give yourself happiness, but then also hopefully give some happiness to some, some other people as well. You know, I, to me, this makes more sense, but there's certainly worse things we could be spending money on, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the, excuse me, the, 
The thing about happiness is, is, you know, they say that money can't buy happiness. Uh, that's an old trope that I don't think anybody really puts a ton of stock into because the happier you are, economics teaches us this, the happier you are, the more money you'll spend. The more comfortable you are, the more money you'll spend. That's true. And you will, and you'll spend that on your hobbies to increase your happiness. That's the only reason we work in the first place is so we can increase our happiness. Mm-hmm. And our happiness comes through you know, our ability to be comfortable when we are not working. And our ability to indulge in the things that make us happy, if that is, you know, spending four hours editing an hour-long podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I do, yep. then then that is that is what makes me happy, and my money is well spent. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well said, absolutely. Let me ask you one last question to kind of wrap things up here. Okay. If it's talking about evolution of podcasts, and again, mine had to go through some some pretty quick ones at the beginning. It'll probably find its niche and, and chill out for a, a good run of episodes going forward now based on what I want to do. But you, five years in, mm-hmm. what is the next step for your podcast that's going to make you happy? What's the next evolution for Dueling Ogres? It's, it's a funny question for people who tend to set goals for themselves. And that's not something that I'm very good at. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the, there is no good answer for that question for me personally. Um, I'm just going to keep plugging away on it until something pisses me off to the point where I don't want to do it anymore. Or Brandon decides that he wants to not do it anymore. And Mm -hmm. I don't see either of those things happening anytime soon. So as as far as wants and wishes, I'd love to have more engagement, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But but that is and just more exposure. But that partially lies with us and our ability to do that and put ourselves out there as well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's 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 a double edged sword. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And again, early, early days for me, but already finding myself being able to create more content. That's the next thing I want to do is I, I have already created a, a, a small listenership to where I can post a, an episode. For example, today, uh, Aaron, my sister's first episode went up. We talked about the princess bride and yeah. within an hour, there were seven listens. And for where I am, that's, that was very exciting. But what I noticed over each episode, when I look at the stats and look at the locations, two people in Mountain View, California, and one in San Diego have listened to every single one of the episodes. Now, I don't yeah. know if those are the same people, but when I looked, those people were one of the, were three of the seven listens uh, that had taken place in the first hour of posting the episode. Yeah. And so it feels like I maybe have some followers there already. But there's no way for me to tell because I don't really have that engagement in social media. My social media presence right now is pretty much Facebook and Instagram. Um, right. You know, I, I want to expand that a little bit. You know, we have a, a just a Gmail email account that, that I want to start using a little bit more, too. But there's not a lot of feedback coming in. A couple of random reviews of the podcast, those kind of things. But I'd like to hear from people that are actually interested in listening to more of the people versus happiness. I actually even thought about asking for topic suggestions 
And maybe even as I develop a group of people that will will reappear on the podcast saying, hey, what topic would you like to hear and what guests would you like to hear talk about a type of a thing? Not as a popularity contest or anything like that by any means, but just as what do you find interesting and who do you want to hear talk about a type of a thing? Right. And and that for me, other than just developing a base of listeners is engagement. That's definitely the next step, of course, for any podcaster, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it's it's funny. You'll find that like uh, just looking at since I still have my stats pulled up, 323 listens in California, mm-hmm. with most of those being in the San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose area, and then like mm-hmm. the rest of them are Parkersburg, are right next to home. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got I've got a lot in New York, and that's because I've got a Twitch buddy who listens to me every time we put something out on his way to work. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it's funny. I, you know, I put up Marcelo's episode where he lives in in Ecuador. So I ended up with um, Ecuador and Colombia, a lot of listens there, um, which I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And, but I mean, then I get random stuff like I have uh, a South Korea listen and some Australia and yeah, (laughs) yeah, I get those weird ones too. Yeah. It's just like, where, how did you find me? I mean, it's awesome. And please listen again. But it's just like, that is what's probably most intriguing to me. Yeah. What did I yeah, do? But tell me, tell me, me how you found me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did I do? What button did I press that made me come across your screen? Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I need to know. <laughs> Good deal, man. Well, hey, this is an awesome conversation. Again, this might be a little bit longer than I intend for this format, or or maybe I'll cut out a portion of it and, and re-edit it into another smaller part two type of a thing. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Part two is your friend, my friend. Yeah, I was going to do that with Aaron's episode because we ran long, but I ended up being able to cut it down to 31 minutes, and I thought that was bite-sizable enough, so I I just left it as was. This one, we've been talking a little bit longer than she and I was uh, that she and I did, so we might do part two. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, edit the the podcast stuff. And then I'll edit the uh, a little more existential stuff, existential, <laughs> universal, uh, meaning a life type stuff that and, and we'll do to even if that only ends up being 10 minutes or something like that. I think that still would be an interesting listen as a bonus content or a part two or something. So, well, let me ask you this last question. And this is a quick answer. If we get on the phone again in a week or two weeks, what do you want to talk about next? Anything that makes you happy? Oh, you ask loaded questions doesn't mean that they're easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I said it would be a quick answer. Did I say easy? I meant quick answer if I said easy. <laughs> Actually, I think you said quick, but no. no I, didn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- that's the neat thing is that, like I said, I like to talk, so I can really talk about anything and just enjoy my time with you. Cool. Well, and, and likewise, man. And, and you know what? That would, that probably what will happen more realistically than you answering that question and us having a topic that we talk about next time. In my experience, we'll probably message each other a little bit here and there in between. Maybe something will happen that piques my interest or something that happens that piques your interest. And that'll probably be more likely what happens. Or or we'll just get on the phone and start talking and, and uh, you know, we'll we'll solve, uh, the you know, all the world's problems. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> all right dude well i i definitely appreciate your time and until the next time we were able to carve out a little bit to speak with one another i hope you continue to do what makes you happy and uh, i'll talk to you later man all right thanks a lot man all right bye bye thanks for listening to another episode of the people versus happiness 
think this conversation with Remington, the second part of the previous episode, uh, was really good. Main thing that I take away from it is that, again, trying to get the listeners a little more involved. We are getting some comments and suggestions here and there, but I'd like to see a lot more of those. So please, if you're out there, you're listening to the People versus Happiness and enjoying it, let us know what you think. Send some topic suggestions. We'll use your comments in the show. We'll use your topics and give you credit. You can reach out to us at the people versus happiness at gmail.com. Instagram is at the people versus happiness. You'll find us on Facebook, the people versus happiness. All right. Until next time, of course, continue to do what makes you happy. I appreciate you all listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. It's almost a voyeuristical, voyeuristical?